Topics today are hurling and camogie all the way on this special weekend in Clare. Uh, we'll be talking to Alfie Rogers, of course, about Scarlett Fogunda's great win in the Senior Championship last weekend. To Ray Stewart about Tulla uh, Intermediate Camogie team playing the replay uh, tomorrow, which we will cover on, on the radio. Uh, Patsy Fehi, of course, analysis uh, on from Dora Bearfield, of course, and uh, also generally helping us, us out so often he will give us his views. Jim McInerney will give the Tulla view on the Intermediate Holding Final. And Danny Chaplin, of course, our resident analyst, will also join us to give the neutral view. So a uh, lot to look forward to. We hope you'll enjoy the show. And now I'm delighted to be joined here on Sportsline by the manager of the triumphant Scarafogun Locomogi team yet again. A brilliant win last weekend, and that's manager Elfie Rogers. Elfie, welcome to Sportsline once again. Thanks very much, Pat. Delighted to be on in such circumstances, thankfully. Congrats, first of all, Elfie. A fantastic achievement uh, yet again, uh, and I suppose, whereas... Uh, you know, you have been a, a supporter and a, and, a, and, a, and a fan of the team for so long. Here you are uh, with all the decisions to make and, and with the help of, of Sarah and Pat. But before we go into any detail about the match, first of all, did you celebrate the whole thing appropriately? Oh, we did indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, as I was saying after the match, the, to many of the media outlets, you know, the celebration is, is reward for the work and the time that they've gone into it. And, um, you know, absolutely, we had a great, we had a great couple of days. Um, I certainly wouldn't have had the staying power that some of my players have, but <laughs> at the same time, uh, we made the most of it, you know. But look, we'll be we'll be knuckling down again now very quickly because um, no sooner are we have we mounted a successful defence of our county title, we now have to try and mount a defence of our, our provincial title. So, Absolutely, uh, that that's the focus, you know. And probably leave that any any good singers in the group, Alfie, including maybe the management. Yeah, there's loads. Yeah, most of them can hold the tune, but not many can hold a, mo- a note. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that at that. We'll leave it at that. Look, let's hope there'll be other other occasions as far as we can all go and hear them. Elfie, a tremendous occasion. First of all, the fact it was in Cusick Park was a major, I think, honour and, and thrill for the girls. But it was no point in going to Cusick Park if it didn't perform. And by hell, did they perform? Yeah, they, I mean, they, they really did, you know. Um, I thought they were superb in the first half. Many people have said to me that, that they thought it was some of the best camogie that they had seen. Um, and it probably was uh, certainly the, the best camogie that we had played. Um, we really showed up. We were switched on, tuned in. Probably all the things that we weren't against Dinah Kilnamona in the semi-final, but on Saturday, I think players really reveled <coughs> the open spaces of Cusick Park and drove on and created some, you know, some... Brilliant moments, brilliant scores, some brilliant uh, defensive work. Uh, I thought they were they were brilliant, you know. And they, were. they did really, really well. Uh, 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 you're right, I agree. Uh, in club camogie, I think it's the best, I don't care what county, it was the best half an hour of a club display I think I've seen, defensively but attackingly especially. What, you referred to yourself, what, if any, effect did that Aynikidlamona game have in your preparation? Did you talk about starting well? Did you talk about intensity early on? Or was it just something in the back of your minds that you didn't refer to it too much? You just let it make it make sure it happened on the day. Yeah, well, I suppose every game you go into, Pat, you'd have a certain kind of game plan or a certain kind of approach to it. Um, and all season we had started all our games well, kind of put them together, put them to bed fairly early. 
Um, and we that was our plan to go out against Dynakil in the Mona. I remember remarking the warm-up went really well for us and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And we seemed to be, but just they came with a level of intensity that we just weren't able to, we just didn't meet the level of aggression that they brought. And obviously they asked some tactical questions as well that we found. It took us a while to find the answers for us. So I, I wouldn't have said we, we necessarily went into the game against Dynakil in the Mona. Um, we wanted to start well, um, but it just didn't work out that way. And so we ended up chasing our tail for long spells of the game. Uh, and then in, towards the end, was, as I said last week, they, they they struggled to maintain that level of intensity that they, they started with, thankfully, and we were able to get it back into the game. But on Saturday... We we just we knew we didn't that performance wasn't anywhere near what we would have wanted. Uh, we the excitement I suppose of going into Cusick Park, these open spaces would have suited us. Uh, yeah. We were felt confident <clears throat> that we could create stuff, and create something going forward, so long as we kept our shape and kept our structure at the back. And we did that, and I thought we did that very well. And the girls took great confidence from that. A lot of the work that we had done in the previous two weeks had kind of come to fruition in the first in the first 10 or 15 minutes. So once that started to happen, the girls kind of fell into a certain level of comfort or assuredness, I think was the word you used in commentary, yeah. that, that they knew what they were at and, and the challenge that was presented, they knew they had the work done to be yeah. able to cope with it. You know? And, I mean, talking the build-up, uh, deservedly so, was the, the potential danger of the likes of Emer, Kelly, Roshi and Bigley, Arnie O'Loughlin in particular, that, and Neve Ryan, who was a fantastic minor final as well. I mean, that's just four of, of, of the forward players and the damage they might do. Now, either you either plan for that very detailed or it just worked out, worked out that the girls knew what they had to do anyway. But either way, he coped very well with those uh, with those four threats. Yeah, we did. Well, I mean, I suppose there was two aspects to it. On, on one hand, you have a very much a vaunted um, forward line there in Truex and Lara and there was a lot of focus as two seniors in their county seniors, whereas we probably had our two county seniors at three and at nine and obviously you had um, Aoife Power up front as well. So they were probably front-loaded in terms of their, their forward division. So, you know, we had to we had to knock it down and we had to come up with a plan to try and counteract that, and I thought we did that really well. The second part, of course, you know, you, and I said this to the girls before, and you can't really go into a county final with forwards of their quality and the work rate they had and expect to find the solutions on the day. So we had a bit of work done in terms of who was going to, you know, the different roles within our, our backs. Uh, and equally, we knew we were going to get pulled and we knew we were going to get stretched at times. And, and again, we had worked on that. Um, but to be comfortable enough to be stretched at times and to be um, pulled and dragged a little bit and still have the composure to be able to hold out, I, I thought we did that really well. Having said that, second goal was kind of, one of the ones that we would have been a little bit disappointed with. Yeah. You know, we, we did get caught a little bit ball watching. Um, but the, again, that's something but that you learn and, that, and you learn along the way. That was a good move on their part, of course. And, you know, against the lesser team, they might have that that move done four or five times. In your, against you, it only happened once. And so that's a credit to the planning you had done. Um, the atmosphere and the quality of the game was something else. As, as you're standing in Husey Park in a county final like that, Alfie, how aware of you of the crowd enjoyment or the support behind you or do you stay so focused on what's happening in front of you you don't even notice? 
Yeah, it's a bit of both. I suppose there's certain times in the game where you'd you you know you'd hear um, certain things or whatever. But really, I suppose you you know all the time you're focusing on the next ball and you're focusing on their puck out and defending it and setting ourselves up and all the rest of it. Uh, and equally, when you're pushing forward, sometimes you know you automatically look to your structure at the back. So sometimes even some of the quality of the scores I wouldn't have appreciated until after the game, really, you know. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a bit of all of that. You are trying to, you know, you have a lot of voices, um, a lot of a lot of um, people to talk to or distractions that can happen, you know, just to take your immediate attention. So it, it can be quite challenging on the line at times, you know. Absolutely. Uh, no, no better no better place to be than in the line in Cusack Park in a final, I tell you. Uh, hadn't happened to us too often, but, but when we were there, no. you, you, know, you know you're under pressure. Alfie, speaking of pressure, I suppose that squad, or most of that squad with the young ones coming in, have been so amazingly successful in recent years with, you know, two different managements, or if not maybe three different managers going back long enough, and amazing achievements yeah. of Munster and that. For you... And, and uh, I would more expect it, obviously, when you step in. For you stepping in this year, you know, it was a lot of pressure to try and, 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 and re- live up to expectations. And you had to, you know, had to get to know the team and they had to get to know you, you and your training methods and the whole lot. Um, that was a little bit of pressure for you to face. Did you find that was uh, any way uh, kind of uh, over, overwhelming at any stage before, before we were in the final? Well, I suppose like anything, I had no great uh, intention or like I didn't. I didn't think I. First of all, I didn't even in, initially think I'd be able to manage a team of, of this level. You know, it just wasn't something that was on my radar. And um, when the opportunity came up, a couple of people approached me, etc. And uh, I, I gave it some thought and all the rest of it. And I suppose then, you know, looking at it and, and looking what the girls had achieved, and I, I felt that there was maybe something I could I could bring to it and. and um, Something I could I could help them with or, or you know achieve, but at the end of the day, as you rightly point out, you know these girls were successful long before I arrived, and they'll be successful long after I departed, whenever that may be. And uh, hopefully, like like anything, I'd I'd like to say at the end of it, this it was it was in a better position than when I found it. Um, we're not anywhere close to that yet. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah. we'll we'll have to we'll have to go another bit, but at the same time. You know, to win back to back is is a tremendous achievement for the girls, and and they deserve that. They deserve that. And to win in Cusick Park on the biggest stage and to perform like they did, that that's the satisfaction that you get from it. You know, and uh, after that, then everything else falls into second place. Uh, yeah, yeah, an absolutely marvelous, marvelous achievement for all of you. Uh, look, we'll talk to you again in advance of the Munster Club. I know that the, you have the Limerick champions at home on the 29th of a gun, if that works out. But briefly, Leo, or, or Leo briefly, Elfie, uh, there, there might be some little question marks about what's going on in, in Limerick, but that's not your problem. If they're there, you'll play them. Yeah, exactly. So we, we have uh, a monster schedule now that starts on the 29th. So that's our focus straight away. Um, so we're back in training on Wednesday night and again this weekend. So so that, that'll be our focus to get ourselves up and running for that. Uh, a few knocks and things like that that will be inevitable after such a hard game. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of minding those. And then, you know, once the girls get their voices back after all the singing, we should be okay. We should be ready to go again, you know. Alfie Rogers, thank you very much for joining us. Congrats once again on a fantastic achievement, stepping in, uh, you know, when the expectations are high and indeed delivering on that expectation. So the very, very best of luck in that Munster campaign and we'll be all 
uh, following you and cheering for you. Thanks, Elfie. Yeah. Thanks very much, Pat. Sloan. And my thanks to Elfie just for looking back on that wonderful uh, victory for Scala for Gundo last weekend. And now I'm delighted to be joined by the co-manager of Tulla Kamogi uh, team that performed so well in drawing in the intermediate final last weekend. Uh, really performed very, very well and have a second chance coming up on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. And uh, Ray, first of all, thanks for joining us on Sportsline. No bother, I'm delighted to be asked. And uh, congrats on a, on, on a really gritty display, I think, in a, in a very intense game the last day. Uh, I thought your girls were very impressive. Uh, they never let you down and they fought to the bitter end. No, that's one thing I pride them on now. And in fairness, they're a serious fight in them and they never give up in any of the games we played all year. We said that from the board go, which was one of our main things was that we'd never give up and I can't ask any more of them. And a lot of great displays, Ray. In, in tough enough conditions, I suppose there was a heavy, very, very heavy rain early on, and and uh, the pitch was was it was a few water logs on the pitch. Even though we have to give great praise to the Camogie board for having the pitch in such good, good condition in general, but uh, conditions were tough. And uh, but you dug in, and uh, you know a few moments in the game wins against you. But as I said, your girls stood up to it very well, and you know, kept kept always plugging away and you also had plenty of skill when required as well. Yeah, um, on the facilities, it was my first time in the dressing rooms of Fadermac Park and I have to say I was very impressed. I was very impressed with the facilities. Um, look, we knew going into the game that the weather was promised very bad. So there was going to be rain and wind and that was to be expected and even in our warm-up, we were kind of wondering, would we do our usual 20 minutes or cut it back because of the rain that was coming? But on the girls themselves, um, since I met them last December and Matt asked me to get involved in them, uh, we spoke about honesty and about commitment. And to tell you the truth, I can't ask any more of the girls. They have been 100% committed and the honesty, as you've seen yourselves in the match, they never give up and they kept going to the final whistle. And without singling out too many players, because because it takes the team, it, it you know it takes seventeen, eighteen, nineteen girls to to you know to to, to get to a county final and, and draw it in tough circumstances against a very good opposition. But uh, it was great to have Breedine Dine back fit. She was missing earlier on through a long term injury, and uh, what a player she is to have. You know when the chips are down and you need someone to put the ball over the bar, Breedine really stood up to it. Yeah, um, Breedine's a super player, um, but. At the start of the year, we had 25, 30 girls, maybe a couple more training, and they were all talked out again on Saturday, and everyone has a job to do, and that's all we, we can ask from is to go out and do your job um, on Berdeen alone, the points you got on the sideline, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't see it, well, you won't see it in Chelsea Park tomorrow in the county final of the men's, because it's an unbelievable score. And it was great to have her back now, and you can see she lifted the rest of the players as well. But when she did get injured back in, I guess so long ago now, I don't know, was it July or June? But in fairness to the rest of the girls, they made a pack like that they were going to get, get to wherever she was going to be back to either the semi final or final and be there and ready for her. And the girls stuck to that, so that just shows the commitment that was it, that's in the group. So it was great to have her back for the final. No, she was, did play yeah. in the semi final as well. 
Outstanding display. And uh, another player, obviously, uh, a marquee player, you have a Sinead Conlon. Sinead started very, very well. They made a, a major move by bringing out young, young Amy Wiley, I think, who stuck with her like a leash. Now, Sinead still created openings and was was was, was, was dangerous for them. But, uh, you know, they tried to stifle your good players. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do, I suppose, from their point of view. And, uh, you know, they, they tried to nullify as much as they could and make things really, really battle and tight and, and, and very intense. Well, the thing about it is we played them in our first round game, I don't know, was it the 10th of August or 11th of August, and we had a serious battle with Jonathan Clark Castle. I think we came out, was it two points victory after it? But I remember saying to Matt, uh, as we were walking up the gate, I said, oh, I said, we'll definitely be meeting them again later on in the year because yeah. it was a serious game. And the thing about it is they drew last year in their championship game. So we knew, we knew going into the game on Saturday that there was nothing between the teams and that it was going to take one hill of a battle to try and win it and approve that on the day because, look, I know they had a chance at the end with a free to win the game, but for me, uh, thinking back in the game now, a draw was probably the fairest result on the day and, look, we get another chance again, which is mighty for our girls to have another crack at a county championship and try and go from Plessino, which I think is the least that they deserve after all the work they've put in. Absolutely, and I mean to clear the amount of work that you have, that you, the management and coaches have done, as well as the players themselves. Uh, another player that impressed me enormously, and I hadn't seen her play too often, is Gillian Ryan. I thought she absolutely stood out in the half back line with all your backs, but uh, she was just one girl who was constantly, constantly uh, plugging holes and, and stopping danger and clearing ball. Uh, what a performance! No, um, Gillian is part of our defensive unit, and, and our defensive unit have been massive all year. Yvonne Dine in there and yeah. a very young player a very young player for us is Liam McInerney who's been outstanding all year and we have a defensive unit there and to be fair the whole lot of them do their job and they do it very well um, just, just get one more game out of them now Sunday hopefully Absolutely one more uh, big, big, big other other young players you have that are very impressive uh, I like the look of Aoife Dooley Jennifer Nicholas and maybe Eva McInerney again they're only all leaving Sergio or age group and that so lots of hope that these players are going to develop into top class players for the future uh, we do we have a good group of young girls like you have uh, Katie Clune there as well and as you said Jennifer and Eve and all them they're all around the same goal Lee is probably the youngest one of them but they they haven't shied away from it all year now and we started in January with all the hard work and none of them have shied away from it and it's exactly what you were looking for when you asked for commitment and honesty at the start of the year and I can't fault any of the girls on this. Absolutely. And fair, um, Ray, I should say, uh, on Sunday, 11am, tomorrow morning, um, against uh, back against uh, Clarecastle Valley again in Six Mile Bridge pitch. First of all, the venue, you're not worried about what venue it is, but uh, I think maybe it's the venue that might suit you in terms of the wide open spaces, hopefully. Yeah, me in particular, I don't really mind where matches do be held. Uh, all I do concentrate on is our own performance and the bottom line is like if you go out and you give it 100% and you give it the best you can and if you win, you win and if you don't, well then you hold your hand up and you say you got beaten by the better team. But once you have no regrets afterwards and that you've given it everything you can, I will have no complaints. And that's all you can ask for. And uh, so just a question of after you know, a tough game like that, is everybody well? Uh, any niggly injuries and are the girls feeling you know, confident that you know they can produce a good performance again? Uh, no, we're in... We train now on Monday night. We kind of met up because we didn't know when the game was going to be on or not on. So we were kind of in limbo for a couple of days. 
after the final on Saturday, um, which was a small bit disjointed. Like, but look, we have a date now, and we can sit down now, and make a plan, and try and be the best we can be for Sunday morning in the bridge at eleven o'clock. And we'll know we'll know quarter past twelve or twenty past twelve whether we're county champions and going to play in senior hurling next year. And that has been the goal of the girls all year. And Look, we'll go down to the bridge and we'll have another battle with Clarecastle, which I can guarantee we will be having with them. Because for me, there's nothing between the two teams. Absolutely. And hopefully, as I said, at quarter past 12, we come out on the right side and the girls get what they deserve. Just some aside to have the Father Borikov walking up, marching up behind the, 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 the Tulla Band, the Pipers Band, up Ashler, up the Hill and Tulla there. Uh, and of course, a major weekend for Tulla also, Ray, with the Hullers in the Intermediate Final. What a weekend for Tulla. You know, days like the, or we, years like this don't come too often, and here you have two together. No, and then, like, it could be one of the best weekends in Tulla in a long time. Um, you have the Hullers out on Saturday against Door Bearfield, and I'd like to wish all the hurlers the very best. I have been involved with with every one of them the last seven or eight years. And also, our under-14s are in the B final on Sunday as well. Excellent. Um, so, and we're in the Camogie, so it could be an excellent, excellent weekend for the parish. Absolutely. Look, isn't it great to be involved and great to have a little bit of success and uh, look at from from Scarif Bay Radio here, we just wish you get, you get your hands on those trophies. Very best to look in that inter- intermediate camogie replay tomorrow morning in Six Little at 11 o'clock. Uh, Ray, Ray Stewart, thanks a million for joining us. No bother, thank you. And now we're turning our attentions to the intermediate holding final. Uh, big, big, big match uh, played uh, later on today in Cusick Park at 3pm and we're delighted to be joined by our uh, outstanding analyst, a man you all know very well from joining us here on the on the on the sports line programs and in, in match analysis, the wonderful Patsy Fahey. Patsy, thanks for joining us once again. No problem at all, Pat. No problem at all. Patsy, we'll start intermediate final. Your own beloved Dora Bearfield against the East Clare stalwarts of Tully here. Uh, Patsy, this has the makings of a really really ding dong affair. Absolutely, Pat. I mean, look, I suppose Tully after. You know, uh, maybe an eye opener of a start, I suppose, uh, losing to a Gunlow uh, have really got have got on track. Um, and you have to say, been most impressive on the way to the final. Uh, I saw him against Bud Ike, uh, which he on, in, in the studio, and I saw him against Sixmile Bridge in the semi final. And while um, they didn't start the best against the bridge, the, the bridge uh, did their best to kind of hold them out. I'd say a few words at half time and a few adjustments at half time got taller motor in the second half and they were, they were most impressive putting up the, a big score line against the bridge. Uh, Joseph's under a hand pass. Um, you know, they, they, they've got through the um, the group stages, I suppose, without firing an all cinders, as I, as I would call it. Um, had a pretty comprehensive win against Ogunlaw in a, in a, in a quarter final. Um, you know, was kind of nearly total hurling in the first half against the Gunner, and the yeah. just couldn't stop it. Um, maybe didn't have the best second half, but a real, a real humdinger of, of a game in the semi-final, which I think every team needs. If you, you know, obviously, if you win, it's great, but every team needs a, a very good hard semi-final, and I think Joseph's got that against Cornerfield. Um, in Clackastle a few weeks ago and it, it, it's something that we, 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 we were craving for maybe last year we didn't get it and I think yeah. people got a little bit hyped up after beating Rowan in the semi-final and people took their after ball against Smith O'Brien's this won't happen in Joseph's it hasn't happened all week uh, from what I hear on the grapevine uh, so look at they're, they're, they're fully aware of what's in store and they will need to improve to be Tullapat in my view 
And that's such an important thing you mentioned there, Patsy. You know, such a lot of quality in that Corriff inside. And if, you, if you're going to progress, first of all, obviously, if they had beaten you by a point, we wouldn't be talking now at all about you being in the final and to be a different story. But getting that tough game against quality opposition is the best preparation of all. It beats 10 trading sessions or it beats five wins by, by, by 10 or 12 points against less opposition. So you think that will stand to you? Absolutely. I, I have no question about it. When I walked out of that ground, I said, this is the best preparation you can get for a, for a, for a, for a, for a final. Uh, I think the management know, the players know, just by talking to a few that night, there, were, there was a couple of lads in for a, a, couple, a, couple, a couple of drinks just to, just to unwind afterwards, uh, nothing major. And they just said, look at Patsy. They said, we will have to improve to win. And that's good to hear. You know, it, it was just nice to get over the line, they said. You know, and that's something that Joseph mightn't have got over uh, the line in a tough battle like that over the years. Uh, we have fostered in tough battles um, and it was nice to get over the line in a, in a knockout do or die battle uh, yeah. against a very very good Cardiff inside like you said Pat who, who threw the kitchen sink at him and absolutely just to get over just to get over the line Pat on, 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 on a really really uh, a tough day for Holland, like the the wind, the conditions. You know, refereeing was dodgy as well. We know, we all know that. Look at it, it wasn't the best. But look at both both sides got the got the got the swing of that kind of thing. And Joseph just came out on top by by a, by a, by 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 a score or two or, or four points at the end of this But yeah. it was just nice to get over the line. Yeah. They have a chance now, Pat, to rectify the wrongs of last year. They didn't really play well last year in the final. No, and that's credit to Smith O'Brien's as well. And, and the conditions, of course. I think 14 points past uh, Smith O'Brien scored last year. I think 12 of them were from Freeze or Tommy Redden. Tommy Redden. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you give 12 points in a, in a county final to a free taker and they only score two. You know, it, it's, it's unheard of that a, that a team would win. And Smith O'Brien's, they dogged it out, they battled it out, and we were, we were caught, caught, in the, caught in the headlights again. And it was, it's very disappointing. Uh, it was very disappointing. And it still leaves a scare, Pat, to be honest with you. And until we win this intermediate, that, that, that final from last year will leave a scare. But obviously, if you don't win this one, this, this, this will be the, the, the next scare up. So yeah. we need to win a final, Pat, and we need to win it very soon. And Patsy, you know, <clears throat> talking about needing to win a final, you say if, if you're a small club trying to make a breakthrough, there's pressure on you to try and do it for your first time or whatever. But in Dora Bearfield, it's that bit different because here you are, a former senior All Ireland club champions, outstanding ambassadors for Clare, achieving the very pinnacle of, of success. And maybe always thinking to be there, good population, plenty of you know, fantastic uh, facilities over in Gortine, all of that. And yet here you are, trying to break out of intermediate again with high expectations every single year. You should do it. That brings its own pressure, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. And it, 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 it's like you know, last year of the management, you know. Consistent, consistent Shane Dowling would say, who's the kind of the guy that 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 everyone thought they were going to get us over the line, experience from Limerick and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, there was question marks over tactics that that day in a, in a, in, a, in a bad day in Kilsey Park in terms of the Bryans. I think this year, Oshina O'Brien has come in from from you know uh, hurler from Clonmore. Oshina has got back to to the basics. Um, he's got it back down to, you know, simple simplifying the tactics. I think uh, Pat, I think from a door barefoot point of view, and kind of adapting to conditions on the day as well. Now look at everything has to be adapted to Tulla, like from what I see, uh, absolutely a blend of youth, experience, speed, power. You know, they they have it all in Tulla. And I must say, I'm very impressed with Tulla. And I think I flagged it up after after the beat with in, in that game in, in Six Mile Bridge that Tulla will be will be a force to be reckoned with. Um, they deserve yeah. to get there. They deserve to be there. It, should, it has the makings of a cracking final. It really know? has. And in the park, 
you know, it has the makers of a cracking final. And, you know, um, Tulla probably haven't been in the final since they have got relegated. So this is a big, another big step up for them as well. You know, they, they, they don't look like they're feeling the pressure. Uh, if I'm looking at it on the street from the outside, they look like they're a team that's just getting getting by. Uh, they're doing the business, as I say, Pat. Dora Bearfield has felt the pressure over the last couple of games. I'd say definitely against Corrigan, the, the, the pressure was there to get to the final again, to rectify a few wrongs. So I think Tuller are probably coming in uh, a little bit kind of with, with, with less pressure than Dora Bearfield, because Dora Bearfield have lost a couple of finals yeah. in the last few years, Pat. <clears throat> and we need to win one, you know, because if you start losing three finals in five years or three finals in six years, Pat, it, it begins to take, take its toll on, 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 on players as well, Pat. Yeah. So, and, and one thing I noticed seeing uh, Dora Bayfield was a twice this year, Patsy, was I, I think one of the things that, that I think they've picked up on well is their use of the ball. They're playing, they're keeping possession better. There's a lot of support running. There's a lot of good ball played into the forwards in general. And there isn't any panicky shooting from far out and there's no need. Things like that seem to be small little improvements, but they could be vital when it comes to trying to get your hands on that trophy. Well, absolutely. Uh, there was a little bit of that wild shoot early on the campaign, I must say. Um, but I watched them against Newmarket down in Shannon in the last group game, and it just seemed to get the radar back on, and it kind of, it kind of, it kind of carried over then into the Ogun low match pad where everything went well, and like you said, the runners were coming from midfield and all that kind of stuff. <coughs> everything went well. You know, I think Ogunlo were probably small bit naive, and I think everyone in Ogunlo probably tell you that as well. That if they're allowed to do good, they probably they probably set up a bit, little bit different. Ogunlo won't, or sorry, Tola won't be as naive, Pat, no. uh, to allow runners from midfield for 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 for, for Dora Bearfield. Matchups really key. You know, who, who's going to take up David, the David Conway role? Davy was pretty quiet in his own, on his own standards now, last day against 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 Corrifin. Corrifin did a good job at him, yeah. but the pack just tends to open up a bit more spaces. That should suit David Conway. It should suit a couple of forwards like maybe 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 a Tom Hannon uh, and maybe uh, a Keen Barron as well, a big strong strapping lad if he can get into the game at all. Dorby are going to need him to, to to get involved. You know, so it can produce a little bit more space in the pack. Uh, something that Tuller will want to uh, obviously uh, exploit and maybe 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 stop. Tuller, don't forget, no, um, um, Mull Conroy there, he thought he did a great, a great amount of work down in the semi-final against uh, Six Yeah, Bridge. fabulous game, yeah. They have, yeah, they have some serious guys. Um, Dan, Dan Whitting came on there around the middle of the park as well in the, in, against the bridge. They have guys that, that are able to, to, to float around and to buzz around and to be to be a real a real problem for Dora Bearford. They have, yeah. they have some... Good they have strength, Obviously, Derek Corey, uh, Dave McInerney, they have strength all over the field, Niall Bolton. Uh, you know, that's that's in their forwards. I mean, they have Sean Torpy, obviously, and Paul Lynch, two real old stages of the four who who have yet to be headed really in this intermediate championship in my view. You know, so it's up to Durabia for to try to exploit a few things like that. But look at can they, will they look at there's some intriguing matchups involved in, on, 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 on Saturday later on, uh, Pat. It's certainly a mouthwatering prospect, uh, Patsy. And uh, I'd say it would be a great crowd as well because both 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 teams or both both sets of supporters will see that there's a real chance of winning winning the championship. But all David the, 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 the Petty Brown Cup but, but also I think people will expect a top class game because a lot of neutrals as well I'm hoping that will be there to make it a, a real occasion look at you're, you're right about Tuller there's lots of quality there from Dan Vaughan I, I like obviously Paul Lynch and, and you mentioned running through Sean Torpy and Paul Lynch aren't guys are going to stand by and let, uh, let too many Bayfielders run through measly Tony Layden a lovely young player David Meehan at midfield could, I, I think is another possible, uh, possibility of having a real look Derek Harry you mentioned David McNenny of Sean where come uh, and possibly maybe Colin Murphy coming in a real speed merchant so lots yeah, of quality Colin, and, Colin, and you Colin have Murphy given Colin yeah. Murphy came in the last day he's outstanding yeah. 
And I just had a quick one with Timmy Hunter actually uh, uh, watching the after the semi final there, uh, and uh, the bridge. And Timmy, Timmy would just kind of give me a nudge and he said, Well, what do you think? I said, Timmy, I just said, Look what I said, very workman like in the first half, but I got a go on. And I said that young Ed Murphy put, a, put up his hand to, to be in the starting spot. So, look, he, he didn't he didn't uh, disagree with me by, by, by no means. Look, at, you have uh, Andrew Canhidi, obviously, they're probably starting, yeah. but Murphy was is probably pushing him all to the limit. And that's what made Toller probably training in the last couple of weeks very, very good. They have they have a nice substitute bench there as well, Pat. They can call on you know. So look at it. Same as Norbert. They have a few niggly injuries. Um, I think Conor Tierney. Uh, sorry, um, um, Owen Hanrahan. Uh, um, Owen Tyne um, will, will probably be there. Owen Hanrahan, his hand is recovering. He should he should be there. Oh, that's good. Um, for it's Conor Tierney. Yeah. Conor Tierney would definitely be ruled out. The, the injury against against Carlton won't be won't be healed in time. It'll be another few weeks. So he he'd be big loss. He oh. looked like a and then and then there was in form when he came on against against against. In the last day, so look, we're we're going to be down into the into, into the you know the few lads, the young lads that come on actually were very very good against Colchester, which I was delighted. And that's your power come on and Keen Lath come on. Yeah, that's good. That's good to and hear. Again, 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 a small bit of a, experience on a big day as well, and a pressure cooker day, and no doubt uh, later on in the day, Pat will be pressure cooker. So lads will have to step up. Who's going to be the hero? You know, of the hour for for either side. I mean, it's up to the, the defending backs. Uh, intriguing matchup that I look at uh, is probably our best player this year, Pat, is Adam Mungovan. No uh, question. Wing back. Yeah, absolutely fantastic this year for Dora Bearfield. Uh, we must have mentioned him 50 times in the commentary against, but, uh, against uh, Ogunlo that day. Totally right, uh, yeah. He played a fantastic <coughs> game against Corathin as well. It looks like he's going to be matched up with, uh, with David McInerney. It's really intriguing, so Pat. That, 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 that one will, will be fantastic to watch. Patsy, the way you describe it, you've, you've, you're, our, te- our teeth are watering here with, with the longing to look forward to it. The very best look to your team, to your team in the intermediate final. Dora Bearfield, I think, a popular team with with everyone around Clare from what they've done in the past and the players they've given to the county and indeed their, their attitude in general. And uh, Tulla, of course, our neighbours here as well. So look at so much to look forward to. These are great days, Patsy, and we must make the most of them and enjoy them. So thanks a million for jo- for joining us. It'll be a fantastic weekend to hold Pat. Please God. God bless Patsy. Good be back Slaan for now. Thank you. And my thanks once again to Patsy Fahey for giving us the Dora Bearfield angle on. Uh, today's intermediate final and now we go to the to Tulla to get a view from a, a very well known Tulla hurling man steeped in Tulla hurling st- star himself and another star in the family currently playing for Clare and Tulla this is Jim McInerney Jim thanks for joining us no bother Pat how are you keeping yeah, we're great Jim and looking forward enormously to today's final uh, as, as I said to you off air talking to a lot of people about the intermediate final and most people cannot pick a winner They're, they really find this is a 50-50 game how are you viewing it out in Tulla yeah, sure. Um, it is, no doubt, a 50-50 game um, at the final. And finals came to have a life of their own anyway. But uh, <clears throat> you would have to say, you know, that uh, Joseph's have beaten us already this year in the Cup. Uh, and Keane <clears throat> have been going better than us uh, through the campaign. But we have definitely improved from game to game. And we're in, a fi- in the final now where we wanted to be at, uh, starting out. And it's going to be down to who will want to win it most probably uh, on the hour and hopefully all as well. Absolutely. And I mean, a great weekend for Tolle in general anyway with the, with the, with the Camogies also involved in the, in, a, in, in, in an intermediate final replay. So it could be a fabulous weekend that I think he won the 14s in a, fi- in, a, in, a fi- in a final, if I'm not mistaken. But to go back to the senior, to the intermediate game, uh, yourselves and... If anyone asked at the beginning of the year, and we had previews here, most people were including Dora Bearfield and Tulla as being 
the top two or three teams maybe in the county at intermediate level and the most likely to go on and win the Petty Brown Cup. Um, you'd have seen that you, yourselves in that light as well. Um, do you think the improvement that you have made since the first day, I guess they're going to look when you were surprisingly beaten, do you think that there's more, there's more improvement in you for, for today's final? Yeah, there is, I think, yeah. Um, we haven't actually played to our potential yet, I feel. Um, watching them in training and what they, what they can do, um, I, I feel there is more than in them. But that's all said. You have to take into account that you're playing against an opposition that's not going to allow you yeah. to do what you want anyway. Like, so, um, but no, we have improved definitely uh, from the first day and uh, gradually improved as we went along. And, you know, there is room for improvement all the time. Like our semi-final display mirrored a certain amount of our first day against the <clears throat> and that we had 11 waves in the first half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, it is something that we, we have to, to rectify if we if we, we can't afford to do that, Absolutely. I think, against one of the things I noticed against Sixth Bridge in that semi-final was uh, when it came to the, the crunch parts of the game, you know, the first 20 minutes, the bridge looked fairly good and matched you. And you had a lot of wides, obviously, as well to keep the score, you know, keep them in it. But you were completely stronger than them in most positions and physically he knocked them out of the way as the game went on, I think. Now, Dua Rearfield are also a very physically strong team. So, look, in that way, both teams are probably fairly equally matched. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um like I saw the Bearfield, uh, Dora Bearfield, uh, <clears throat> game, and that would have been a seriously physical game. Uh, Corfin, very big physical team, very fit team, and you know, um, Bearfield were able to go toe to toe with them and, and eventually um, persevered and won out in the end. Like, so, um, I don't, I, I wouldn't see us having an advantage over Dora Bearfield physically. Yeah, that, that part, I think, is even enough. And indeed, there's so many aspects to the game that look pretty equal. I mean, you have some great scoring forwards they have as well. And your defence, you know, plenty of experience in there. And I'm just very impressed with the likes of Tony Layden, a younger player there, uh, you know, showing very well. But a number of people would be thinking uh, that your own, your own son, David, probably, you know, at wing forward, obviously the potential he has for, for the speed he has to break through, see a pass or bury one himself and all that, and he can fall back and do a bit of defensive work as well. But we'll wonder, would he would he be maybe more valuable to the team at centre-back or maybe in the half-back line driving forward? I know you'll have an opinion on that. So how would you answer that suggestion that maybe he'd get, you get more from him there? Yeah, well, uh, we, we, we would have started at the beginning of the year with him at centre-back, <coughs> but... You know, we just felt the last couple of years that our half-forward line tended to go out of games and yeah, get hurled out of it. And uh, I think if you look at Holland, has changed an awful lot in the last ten years. No question. Uh, you know, so yeah. and I think at this stage that. Before, if you had a very good half-back line, it was always your launching pad. And, you know, you, if you had a very good half-back line, you, 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 you automatically had a good team. But I think our half-forward line is a more important line now, the way the, the play has gone. Uh, half-forwards tend to come back to field and work a lot harder exactly, than the yeah. um, you, 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 you Your half-forward line needn't necessarily be scoring for you, but, the, the, like... The, 
you have to put in a huge shift as a half forward nowadays. Uh, yeah, their defensive so, job now is as important as their attacking job, isn't it? You know, when they fall it back. Is. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, it's how you distribute the ball then as well. Um, yeah. I, I think nowadays your half forward then is your, is your launch and pad rather than your half back line. And, yeah, sure. Um, if you look at it. If you look at the Limerick County team, for instance, that proves that point you're saying, and, and a few other teams as well. You're absolutely right. Now, uh, yeah. Dora Bearfield, obviously, you know, they have a few players really in great form. I think Adam Mungam and that wing back has been outstanding for them. Uh, the two Hannons are dangerous. David Conroy, you know what he can do. They have uh, Keen Barron and Hanrahan inside. I think Hanrahan is, is going to be fit again. So, um, plenty plenty of, 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 of threats there, uh, Jim. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have, I have worked with. Adam Mungavan, since he was 15 years of age, <coughs> he's a player that I always admired. I thought he was, I, thought, I, I, I always rated him as a very good player. And, you know, he's a big mobile man and he, he's, he's, he's really coming into his own this year. And the two Hennons have been really good for Dora Bearford for the last five years, I'd say, at least, if that longer. Yeah. Owen Conway is, 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 uh, is there for the last 10 years, a really good player. And then you have Owen Henran and um, even young young Baron. Uh, Owen Keen Baron, that's he, right, yeah. Cahal Rowan will probably appear there as well. Actually, Cahal Rowan, I have walked with him underage, the same as um, Adam <coughs> Mung. Yeah. A, a really good talent as well. So, like, uh, you know, they're, they're there on merit. These guys have. Serious pedigree behind him, and I was very impressed entirely with um, young McMahon. Um, oh, yeah. Son. Yeah. <coughs> I thought when the game was in the Milton Pot against Cora Finn, he really stood up and, and, and won some great ball for them. You know, it, uh, I, I, he's a young guy, like just like Tony Layden. Very similar style and everything. I just thought that uh, I, I, I thought he 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 really came into the game in the last in extra time and and even in the last ten minutes before the full time in in, in normal time we call it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, like it was it was a day that a young if a young fella didn't do it, you wouldn't be um, harshing him because of the. You know the physical nature of the game and all, but I really thought that he he grew into the game and and took it, really carried the game to Corrigan for a finish. Oh, obviously, one for the future as as well as your own Tony Lane. But you mean you have your own men? You have Derek, you have David, of course. Obviously, Derek Curry, Sean Whitcomb. You know, Sean got was it one fourteen or fifteen against the bridge? What 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 hands he has? Uh, you know, Sean Torpy and Paul should be inspect there. Dan Vaughan playing willing goals. Niall Bolton up there. Look at he had plenty of men capable of turning it on the final. So. Uh, are you convinced you can do it, Jim? Yeah, I feel, I feel if we if we can play to our potential, that we 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 stand a great chance <clears> to win the death. Well, we wish you the very very best. To look, I said, really mouthwashing game to look forward to. Jim, before I let you go, I have to ask you your opinion on tomorrow's big big uh, senior final tomorrow as well. Airog back in the final for the first time in over twenty years, I think, and Bellier, who've been there many many times recently, with champions a few times as well. Uh, this is a mouthwashing final, also. It is. It's a, it's it's the unique final, sure, uh, unique pairing, uh, and Erog. It's great to see him back in the final. Um, Good for the game, know. yeah. They, they bring a bit of colour, yeah. don't they? Excitement and colour to it. Do, they do. And 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 you know the the the, 
they're the biggest population in the county and it's great to see them competing again at that level um, <clears throat> as, a, as a club and I was very impressed with them in the semi-final against the bridge I, uh, they, they, they were going very well and then the bridge got a fortuitous goal and got out in the lead and, but Eroge showed great backing qualities to come back and draw it again and like their backs, their backs are a very good unit. Uh, the old backs, and then you have you have David Reedy and Shane O'Donnell playing outstanding hurling all year. And out of their skins, out. yeah. Shane O'Donnell, like, Shane O'Donnell has never played as well in his life for Airog as he has this year. Probably not. And sure, he and he was outstanding for Clare as well earlier in the year. Like uh, he's a he's a phenomenal player anyway. Has been and is and you know, but David Reedy. I thought the last day made a massive contribution as well. Like he he, he would have started maybe poorly. Uh, his first half wouldn't have been his wouldn't have been a great one for him. But by God, uh, he he really carried a yeah, fight. Absolutely. And his ball control in those conditions the last day late in the game and his extra time was out of this world. Fabulous. And with all the like the, right through the whole, <coughs> you know, the, the huge score ran up by both sides. In very bad conditions, wouldn't have been worse. Yeah. Like it was a, a day, but it was a fantastic game of hurling, and you know, fair play to Rogue. It was great to see him get to the final. And um, but I tell you, they have it all to do to beat Bellier. <laughs> Definitely, Tony Kelly and Carla Connor and all and company, and our Jack Brown and all those. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yes. Experience it there, isn't it? Ah, it is. They, they, uh, they've three, they've three one, I think now, and they're in the final again, and. Um, you know, and, and and would have been going only very poorly for a lot of this year, and then started to time the run, yeah, momentum, and now they're in the yeah. final again. Uh, you know, improving the whole time as well. So, um, and I have Gary Brennan got back now. He played a half hour. Right. The last day, uh, like huge important, very important mentor. Huge player, yeah, huge player. Yeah, yeah. Come here, uh, Jim, the clock is slightly against us. I'm going to ask you to put your head in the block now and call call the senior final uh, and, 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 and take your chance. Well, sure. It is, it is very hard to predict it, but you'd have to, you'd probably have to come down the side of Bellier uh, the, the, with the, the, the winning experience that they have. Like, they have a lot of very good players, uh, their backs. With uh, Goji now back from yeah. San Francisco and Jack Brown and Paul Flanagan, three, three, three outstanding, outstanding players. defenders, yeah. No and the other three uh, are no slouches either. Yeah, James Murphy and, the, oh. yeah. and, and Peter, Peter Casey and, and, and uh, Brendan O'Connell and those. Yeah. And O'Connell, correct. Absolutely. And then you have, you have um, e. Kelly floating around the place and then Niall DC, like a phenomenal free taker and forward. It's amazing that he, he never really made it as an inter-county forward. Like he had, he's a phenomenal player. I think he, you know, he has done it every day for, for Bellier. Like Indeed. Him. Absolutely. He's so reliable and he's free taking him as well. Like it takes an awful lot of pressure off Tony Kelly uh, as well. Like that he, you know, he's so good. Uh, like Tony Kelly doesn't have to hit the freeze for, exactly. for, for Bellier. Exactly. Takes the pressure yeah. off him. Mm. So I tell you, um, it would be it would probably be great for Holland to see a rogue win this, but 
I would, uh, if I was asked uh, to really put the house on it, yeah. I would be. I'd have to. I'd have to decide with Belly. And I'd, with, I'd uh, have to agree with you. I, I picked the mail in the year, and, and again, the heart would say a rogue for the sake of you know popularising the yes. game in innocent excitement. But I think Belly have so much to offer. Look at it's going to be a, a really great final. Let's hope the weather holds up. But anyway, today, first of all, Dave or uh, Jim, the very very best of, of luck to Tulla in that intermediate final. Uh, we hope that maybe the Petty Brown Cup will be going up the hill tonight behind the, the pipe band later on this evening. So thanks for joining us, Jim, and the very best of luck to Tulla today. Thanks very much, Pat. Thank you. And my thanks there to Jimmy McInerney for the Tulla view. And now it's time for a neutral view from our expert resident analyst, uh, the one and only Danny Chaplin, based in Bradford, but with a bit of expel bridge connections. Well, Danny, it's nice to have you again. Good to be back. Good to talk to you now. And Danny, talk about the business end. We are at the ultimate end of the senior and intermediate hurling championships in Clare, a fantastic weekend of hurling promised. Four very, very good teams at their, at their level. First of all, the senior game, Aerog and Bellier, tomorrow at 3 o'clock in the park. Uh, a mouth-watering prospect. Mouth-watering prospect, Chad. Um, from the start of the year, Aerog have been a lot of people's favourites and Bellier are defending champions. Um, the two semi-finals were, were both very good games in different conditions. The... The Bellier-Cratter game was on a dry... With, yeah, uh, good conditions, great conditions. Day, good, good conditions. And then you had Dayrog and Six Mad Bridges in absolutely terrible conditions, monsoon-like rain and the, and the extra time. But, you know, Dayrog, uh, like, uh, I suppose a lot of people would say that the bridge had three points up, three minutes into injury time, should have held on, but... In fairness to Aerog, they kept at it and they got the goal to take it to extra time and really in extra time there was only one team that were they were far superior in extra time, you know. Um but I have to say from watching both games I would have thought Bellier were the most impressive team of the weekend. Um I thought we'd say some of the things on, on the the game against Kratler would break all every substitution would say that Bellier made improved yeah. Improved our team, you know. Gary Brennan improved things. Killian Brennan improved it at the back when he came on. Nathan Leary always does something, yeah. Yeah, you know, everything improved things, and it just they're, they're a fair, formidable outfit. Now, not to say that they're arrogant, but you know, going in, going in there now to the final, they, they won't be they won't be under any pressure. Um, the defending champions, as I say, I, I think the return of of Gary Brennan to the fold is, is is a huge a huge thing for Bellier and it could have a huge bearing on the game because you know he's a, he's a ball winner he's a big big man and he's good to carry us um, you have Tony Kelly didn't I suppose and Shane O'Donnell to be the best yeah. probably there's no doubt the two best holders in the county uh, and possibly the country and yeah, there's a lot of different things. Will Bellier have a plan to hold Shane O'Donnell? They were really, they, they were the two that done the damage against Six Man Bridge. And is there a range, um, sorry, just to come in there, yeah. uh, Danny, is there a possibility that Aero Oog depend more on Shane O'Donnell and uh, David Reedy than Bellier do on any of their two players? They have probably other lads who step up a bit more regularly. Would that be a fair assessment? Very fair, yeah. You, you know, you'd Massey Gavin six points Absolutely. against Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you you have you have um, IDT, you have they from from everywhere. Like, and you have Jack Brown at the back. You have Paul Flanagan, who's 
You know, having form. the last two seasons has been he's been brilliant. You know, he's he's been probably the standout back in, in the championship so far, and yeah. and even far Clare, he was our standout back of the year. You know, in, in the inter-county scene. So, um, he has a big test now. I presume he'll be he'll be test with with Mark and Shane O'Donnell. But I have to say, against Six Mile Bridge, when when they put Shane Amory on Shane That's O'Donnell, right. Yeah, you know, he held him scoreless afterwards. But so Shane, um, Shane Amory is a brilliant talent. Uh, in fairness, Danny, he is, and you know, we've said it. Uh, we've said it on numerous times. I think for for Carol and Shane Amory has to be got back into the fold. Oh, he should now, be big. Right he should be begged and implored. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. But you know, I, I suppose in the semi-finals we had four best four best hurlers in Clare in the semi-finals in each team. I would have said to Shane Amory. And I brought um, Jamie Jamie Shanahan. Well, yeah, Jamie Shanahan. I Shadow thought Jamie is marvellous, yeah. Jamie, marvellous, lovely stick there. Mm. And, you know, um, I thought, just looking at myself, I thought the bridge probably will look On the balance of the game, they all got to with the better team. Yeah. Um, the bridge, that's not to say the bridge shouldn't have won it. Because the rare thing when the bridge are three points up, three minutes and ten to ten, that they don't, they don't hang on. But credit to Airog, you know, they kept at it and Airog done a lot of the good Holland. Airog got a lot of very good scores. Um, uh, they were really in the second half. You know, he won six. In those heavy days. conditions, his control of the ball was unbelievable there later on. Just, just absolutely Denny, fantastic. Just know? of the lesser known, maybe Airog players. We we all know we all know I suppose about, about maybe as you said you know Shane and David Reedy possibly Aaron Fitzgerald yes. we'd know fairly well Kieran Russell from the football uh, Russell, yeah. Danny Russell but of the other ones who do you think are, would need to shine in order to to to, to get a hold of that cannon tomorrow who else would need to step up and and who's capable of um, it? Yeah, I think Kevin Cooley now is having a good season <coughs> in the in the Holland and, and he needs to repeat that again. Yeah. Um, you have the Young Cahill was Orin very Cahill, good yeah. against Sixman Bridge. Now he was he was very good. I thought, uh, and yeah. he need a repeat. Aerog will need all these players to repeat that performance. But you know, one thing I suppose with the weather conditions now softening up and things, Aerog and Bellier are two very big, strong, physical teams. So they'll yeah, be absolutely. even less than that. You know, the the Bert Evans really Aerog are very very big team. You know. Oh, they are um, strong, good, strong bits. They are strong. Keen yeah. O'D to take Tony Kelly, do you think? Not to take him, but to mark him, try and mark him. Well, I swear he, he'll be given the test. Yeah. And, and he has proved to be a good man knocker don't, um, so far this year. But he, is there anyone? Really the, well, Tony, if, you could, if you could limit him, if you could limit Tony no. to three or four scores, because he'd be doing a good job, wouldn't they? He'd be doing excellent. He'd yeah. be doing excellent. Like uh, you'd always say, uh, when you're playing Betty, uh, you give Tony a count for six points from play, maybe, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and try to limit the rest of them. Which is remarkable when you think about it, yeah. So, is, yeah. Uh, you're leaning towards Bellier before we move to the division. You're kind of leaning towards Bellier, Denny, I take it. I am. Just based on the semi-finals alone, I thought they were very impressive now. And I know Cracker, I know there's only four points in it, but I thought it was a comfortable four points. It was, but yeah, it, it seemed to be. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, that Cracker team had a lot of fine players, so to, to beat them comfortably shows how strong Bellier really are. It does, yeah. They went there in the first half, they went on a score and run, I think, was it? Uh, did they get five or six points on without replying? They looked, every one of the scores was well worked as a team score. You know, there was 
they have Tony Kelly and they have Nile Dietzi, but they were also able to walk the ball through the lines and there were different fellas prepared to, to take the shot. You know, you had Lillis, you had um, all these guys. Gavin, yeah, yeah Mossy Gavin, all those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Seasoned campaigner. So, OK, a, a slight nod to Bellier there. Another very attractive game today uh, later on in the park with uh, Kevin Cooney ref- of the bridge refereeing is uh, Tulla, of course, and, and St. Joseph's Dual Bearfield in the intermediate final, Denny. These two teams, no surprise, they're in the final and it has the makings of a really good one. Yeah, no surprise. I think at the start of the year, if we went back, we all had Tulla and, and possibly St. Joseph's, you know, in, in the in the last four anyway. And it proved to be, and both of them were um, Tulla. I didn't see the St. Joseph's game, Corofin game now, but Tulla and Six Point Bridge, Tulla were <coughs> extremely impressive. In the second half especially, they were, they were very impressive, you know. And Sean Whittingham is shooting the lights out at the moment yeah. he can't miss you know um, tis, tis a, tis a, again you know St. Joseph's big strong physical team like to play it you'd wonder will the path suit him I think I think Fuller the path would suit him a bit more if they open up um, if they open up and play to the to, to the sides you know they have good lively forwards and David McInerney at wing forward especially the last day He's winning an amount of ball and he's, he's, he's causing a lot of damage up there. Um, the one thing I would say, I suppose, Joseph's won far into the trap, maybe the six-point bridge. They didn't. They hit ball after ball down the centre. Yeah. And Sean Layden, is it Sean Layden? Layden, anyway. Tony Layden, like, Tony, yeah. Lord, Tony, Good young fellow, yeah. Layden. Great young player, yeah. Yeah, he lauded it against six-point bridge now. You know, if you if he gave her a few performance of that, to be very hard to see Joseph's getting past him. But Joseph's, on the other hand, probably a bit more stronger and physical than that six-mile bridge team where I thought the bridge were light enough physically uh, that day, uh, um, yeah. Danny. They were, absolutely. And and I thought their forwards especially, you know, they didn't step up to the mask at all and they didn't even have the work rate. But that's not to take it away from Tulla. Tulla were very impressive. Um, here, I suppose, Corofin. Again, we would have been predicted <coughs> earlier in the year that they'd be in the last four. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they gave us... I, 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 as I said, didn't see the match, but I'm just going on reports that they gave it everything, and maybe we're unlucky that they could have stolen it in, in normal time. By all accounts, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I just clock is because I have to ask you to call it, uh, uh, Danny. We'll hold you to it next week. How, how, yeah, how do you think? Where will the Paddy Brown Cup? Where will the Paddy Brown Cup end up tonight? Cup, I think it'll be. Maybe in John Minogue's counter on Sunday night. At the Tuller Pipe Band bringing it up the hill. Danny, thanks a million for that. Look, uh, for, for East Clare point of view, it's supposed to be good, but I suppose no one a big road uh, door of Airfield had returned to seeing the ranks either. They really wanted back in there. Danny, listen, as always, thanks a million uh, for your thoughts. We always enjoy your analysis, and uh, thanks for joining us once again. No, no problem. You're more than welcome. And that's the end of Sportsline this afternoon. We hope you enjoyed the show. My thanks to Alfie Rogers, to Ray Stewart, to Patsy Fahey, Jim McInerney and Danny Chaplin. But thanks to uh, Derek Credit Union for uh, sponsoring us as usual and to Jim Collins on engineering. So we will talk to you tomorrow from that intermediate final replay in Camogie between Tolla and Clarecastle Bellier. So until then, Slán, August Benoit.